When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to, uh, I don't know, this is a, a bastard hybrid of a first-run movie and a bald move prestige film because we went out to see The Last Duel. It's been out in theaters for about three weeks. Uh, theaters, barely plural. This is very, uh, <laughs> right. if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it and you want to, I would suggest either waiting six weeks for when it hits video or going right now. Because mm-hmm. this thing is going, going, gone. Like, there was three shows at the Art House Theater on Monday. There was one show last night. There might be zero shows today. I, yeah, don't, I, I don't had know. to see a 9.40 p.m. showing of a two and a half hour movie last night. But we said, you know, uh, the Top Gun got pushed out of the release schedule and we kind of had a vacancy. And the, both of these films, I kind of had uh, both both this and Last Night in Soho, we kind of had our eyes on and we... I don't know how, like, I, I still don't know how exactly we, we decided on this. I think this one was more critically acclaimed. Uh, Last Night in Soho kind of had middling reviews, but it's, it's a little bit, and, and neither of them are doing, like, gangbusters business. But for whatever reason, we decided to see The Last Duel. Uh, this is the latest by Ridley Scott. Uh, you know Ridley Scott, the director of Alien franchise, Blade Runner franchise, Black Hawk Down, The Martian, Gladiator. Delman Louise? It's an outlier. Wow. Uh, okay. With the screenplay by Nicole uh, Hall of Center, uh, she recently she's a student of Martin Scorsese and recently won a 2019 Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, also wrote uh, won the WGA Award for Best Adapted Screenplay for Can You Ever Forgive Me? That the Melissa McBride film where she was making she was essentially making up memoirs of famous authors hmm. or like, oh, she was she was fabricating letters going back and forth to kind of jumpstart her writing career. I haven't seen it, but yeah. I heard about it. I think it sounds interesting. Uh, co-written by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, the old Goodwill Hunting team. Yeah, this is um, our first team up in a very a long, long time. time. Long time. Yeah. Uh, it's based on The Last Duel, a true story of trial by combat in medieval France by Eric Jaeger. Uh, it stars Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. who need no introduction. It stars Adam Driver. Uh, girls, Star War, the Star Wars sequels, Marriage Story, etc. Uh, Jodie Comer, who I only know from Killing Eve, and which uh, I've where never she plays. Seen I've seen the first season, and I got halfway through the second season. And I'm like, this fucking fell off. Um, because oh, who's the lady who did the, who did the Phoebe Waller Bridges, Phoebe Bridger Wallers? Yes, the, the Bridgers of Madison Phoebe. Got it. Uh, she jumped that to go do. Oh, Fleabag. We both. Yes. Fleabag. Thank you. Jesus. <laughs> and it's got just a bunch, just a bunch of people you're going to recognize character actors like uh, Adam Nagaitis, who uh, has got one of the most punchable faces right now in Hollywood stars yeah. as the, the traitorous Hickey, the mutinous Hickey from the terror. You remember him from that? Oh, Clive yeah. Russell. Brendan the, Brendan the Blackfish Tully from Game of Thrones. Also, I, for, I forgot to write this guy's name down, but Roose Bolton shows up in this thing. Mm-hmm. It's a period piece. It takes place in the 14th century, and it tells the tale of the last, not the last duel, 
But the the last judicial duel, the last trial by combat where, you know, I don't know who's guilty or innocent. Let God decide. There are other duels for honor and personal integrity, and but they weren't they were outside of the judicial scope. It's the last duel in, in France. Um, here's my pitch for this movie. One, it's just a really fascinating event in history, and it's also crazy well documented. Um, or I'm going to talk about this when we get into it. Like this was the OJ Simpson trial of its day. Hmm. And there's just reams and reams, like very few cases of medieval law gets this much attention. We got notes from the defense, including like private t- doubts about his client's innocence. Uh, it's just hmm. like it was just 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 a, a intense interest in, by commoner and, and highborn alike. Uh, and also, I kept on thinking when I was watching this. This is just a this is like a real life version of Ned Stark versus Jamie Lannister. Like if if okay. if Ned Stark wasn't the hero of a Game of Thrones book, he would be like Matt Damon in this, in this film. And conversely, if Jamie Lannister wasn't a villain in a George Martin book, he would behave a lot like this Adam Driver fellow. Yeah. I uh, see and, that. and and I just thought this film was relentlessly interesting to watch. Uh, what did you think, Jim? Uh, I was pretty meh on it. Um, the thematic stuff they're doing, I think, you know, is relevant and important today, but it's kind of like, uh, I, I already, I already get all this stuff it's trying to do. Um, you, you're, you're preaching to the choir here for me. So that didn't like engage me a ton. Um, I think it is extremely well made. I think a lot of those battle scenes look incredible. Um, it's not huge scale stuff, but they, they get the camera in there real tight and it's real personal. And you, that was really impressive. Um, the acting, especially across the, the titular board, last duel, uh, uh, is yeah. particularly incredible. No, that, that one's great. Um, the, the acting across the board is amazing. I mean, even someone like Ben Affleck, who I don't consider like an amazing actor, he's really good in this. I, he's, not playing just like a Ben Affleck character, right? He's kind of kind of he's not not playing a Ben Affleck character. It, it, there's there's something about the way he's talking. I, I, I don't know. It It's a little different than I've seen from Ben Affleck before showing a bit of range. So I liked that. Uh, I think the standout, though, is Jodie Comer, who I haven't seen in anything other than apparently Star Wars. I guess she's Ray's mom in episode. What is it? Nine. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whichever one it is. Um, but I Palpatine's seen her. daughter-in-law. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think right. Isn't <laughs> I, that the true? lineage? I, I got too much lineage in my head already. I did for this movie. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, so she's great in this, and I think she kind of what the movie does well. She kind of makes it um, toward the end of this thing. Uh, and yeah, I guess I just was like. Okay, that was a fairly engaging story and it was well made, but I found myself just kind of sitting through most of it going, hmm, okay, yeah. It was maybe Uh, the structure of it, maybe seeing everything hmm. from three perspectives, because that's what this movie does, is it shows you the event um, that that the last duel is all about uh, from three different perspectives and sort of recontextualizes it a bit around the edges each time. and. That was interesting, but also felt tedious at times to me. Oh, really? Because I thought the okay, yeah, a well, little we're bit disagree on some of this stuff. I mean, not to not so much that it ruined it for me. Like I said, I'm mm-hmm. I'm mad. I'm not negative on this movie. So, gotcha. 
Um, if you are thinking of seeing it, you do need to know that uh, it has uh, a fairly graphic rape scene um, that's depicted twice because of the Rashomon right. nature of this thing. In fact, the, the, the I, I kept on seeing um, uh, comparisons to this movie in Rashomon, which is the Kuros- great Kurosawa, and I, I'm not pretentious. I actually just saw this movie three months ago. I noticed that HBO now or HBO Max had essentially, I think, every Kurosawa film except for maybe Hidden Fortress. And I'm like, fuck, I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. So I, I started watching it. And Rashomon was one of it. And that's the tale like where it's essentially three guys meeting outside of a gate telling what they think they've heard about this big case of involving a murder of a samurai and a rape of a woman and, you know, like the, the, the different details and stuff that emerge. And it's got a lot like this is kind of like that plus the violence, the visceral violence of Gladiator, yeah. because, um, you know, Ridley Scott's pretty good at this medieval sword and sandal style combat. Um, I have another comparison to me. It's oh yeah? the Star Trek episode, the next generation where Riker gets <laughs> accused of blowing up the station and sleeping with the scientist's wife and they rape visit her. It. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, and they visit that three or maybe more times throughout the course from different perspectives. It's the same thing. Yeah, no. And if I recall correctly, that episode, uh, Riker is cleared for the murder charge, but not the rape in the episodes. Like, good, <laughs> yeah. good enough. Good enough. Uh, That's essentially what happens in this one. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Troy's an impasse. She says the lady's not ladies. She detects no lying from her. Ah, it's the one one uh, smirch on Riker's otherwise blemish record. Um, yeah, I, I, I like I said, I thought this episode, this 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 movie is interesting. And the whole time I was and I like I know a lot of people made a lot of it's, you know, uh, the Me Too stuff and like the, the mm-hmm. violence against women and whatnot. And there's definitely those points to be made. Yeah, but like I just thought it was interesting to see like this is old, six hundred years ago, but recognizably kind of like modern sensibilities and thinking about things uh, to see that like the the very proto version of a court system, you know, like it's only for highborn people, right? And the standards of evidence are shit. And there's like I there's this is crazy, but like just really interesting things about like marriage ceremonies and uh, land deals and how the mm-hmm. the the highborn would like carry on, you know, and and uh, and then I got home. So I'm like, yeah, this is all interesting. And I, I like the, the the French setting. It's set during the Hundred Year War, which that's that's some war uh, between France and the Kingdom of England. Um, and there's a lot of colorful characters. I liked the way they develop the information over three different storylines and then collapse it at the end. Hmm. Um, the acting is again across the board, it, but, but it's just relentlessly interesting. Like I said, um, and I got home and I started researching it. And like I said, this, this is one of the most well attested historical events, um, in the medieval times for sure, because it just like, there's so much like tabloid information about it. So many official decrees, the King was fascinated because it'd been so long since it there had like been was, like, yeah. yeah, there's been, there's been, it's there. Uh, there's, it's been so long since there had been a trial by combat. And you've got this King who's like a borderline boy King. I, mm-hmm. I just kept on being fascinated by the details. Like for example, uh, the king was delayed in some kind of battle in the northern parts of France, 
and he was going to miss the trial by combat and he dispatched her his fastest rider to go back and call it off for a month so that he could attend it his yeah. i think his first or second born child died a couple days before and he's like fuck i'm not missing this thing like he so mm-hmm. like the court was all about it uh the commoners thought this was like just such the, the most romantic in Anne of Green Gables kind of way thing that you could possibly get a man whose wife st- uh, accuses his former best friend of raping her and there is this intense rivalry that that lasted for years and it culminates in this duel to the fucking death and the lady is standing there like the the woman in question is standing on a platform well they will immediately burn her to death yeah if someone doesn't if if her husband doesn't win and if he and, and if he does then she's it's just it's it's a fucking wild story and again like there's just tons and tons of of uh available contemporary accounts uh from the people involved in the trial from the lawyers of the trial um and also over the years like this has just been debated back and forth like you know who was right who was wrong because you know trial by combat is is not exactly yeah, satisfying from a justice standpoint no no i feel um, it, i don't know to me it felt like the movie would have been better served if they had picked uh if they had kind of adjudicated it themselves and picked one story to tell cuz i i just felt like when they were revisiting this it wasn't shedding much light on anything um it was you know it was all hearsay so like well not hearsay but it was all three different accounts right and of course everybody's going to tell it their way but i don't know I, i just didn't find it very enriching to the story to actually go back and see all this stuff i feel like the movie probably should just picked a path and gone with it huh well, I mean, that's the whole Rashman deal. It's like, you know, how do you tell the truth? Yeah. And you got three different conflicting stories. I felt like the the movie interestingly put its thumb on the scale a little bit because each of these chapters is introduced as the truth according to Sir Jean de Garot and the truth according to uh, uh, Jacques Lagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's like the truth according to the Lady Marguerite and her name fades but it still keeps up the truth you know right. like that that's like the the lady's point of view is is the true one yeah which is um, you know ridley scott making a point about me too stuff which yeah sure um but but yeah uh like i said i just i just i it's so i want to talk about um we haven't really spoiled anything thus far because again this is like you you know the stakes like within five mm-hmm. minutes like it starts off and the trailer um, tells you the trailer tells everything too. Um, not how everything ends, but the the trail the the movie starts off with the night these two men, uh, you know, appearing before the king on this field of honor, and you know they're 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 starting to charge each other with lances, and then boom, the movie cuts back to like six years ago or whatever. I, I that's one of the and, and uh, I guess we're gonna start spoiling the shit out of this movie. So this is like I said, a bastard hybrid of a first run movie and a prestige film. So we're not going to do, we're not going to, we're not going to do the, the club feature for the first run part of it. We're not going to talk about trailers, but we are going to start getting into hardcore spoilers here. So if you haven't seen the film and you want to again, hurry up and do it or wait for six weeks for it to come out a video. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, I want to talk about this concept of what do you think about my pitch about this is Ned, Ned Stark versus Jamie Lannister. That feels right. Comparison. Yeah, I think like Adam Driver, everybody is, uh, you know, talking about how good looking he is, how charming he is. And that's very much Jamie Lannister. And then Ned Stark, yeah, is just a, a, a gruff dude making his way in the world. Uh, just bullheaded, yeah. literal, consumed, like thinks that if honor, his interpretation yeah. of honor at that demands such and such happen, then it must be that's the way it is. He blunders yeah. into one political landmine after another and always thinks he's going to emerge victorious because, you know, he's bled for the king and this and that. And he doesn't understand that blood is, you know, I guess blood spilt for the king is not as thick as blood shared by his cousin and things like that. And yeah. he just keeps making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And he's I, um, I don't think he's as foolish as they make Matt Damon's character out to be in this. Well, it, it depends on which perspective you're talking about, right? The, the perspective of Marguerite. He's a very, very foolish man, right? They, they do a bunch of stuff with like the plowing of the fields not getting done because he refuses to use his precious horses. Right. Uh, and, and like he's just making he's too lazy stupid, to collect rent, too lazy yeah. to collect rent, stupid mistakes, the, taking his eye off the ball. And then he's going to fucking war to make money when he could just be, you know, attending to his business sure. a little more. I don't think that's very Ned Stark, but the rest of it, yeah, is 100%. Well, that's what I'm saying is like Ned's, you know, Ned Stark is just like a version where all the bad qualities are rounded off. And then uh, yeah. uh, the Legree guy is a version of Jamie Lannister with like, you know, yeah, he's a playboy and he's a womanizer, but he's also really smart with money and he's mm-hmm. literate in, a, in, a, in an age where hardly anybody is. Um, and he's got, you know, he, he, he serves as Lord, not just on the battlefield because they're both very, I mean, even the contemporary accounts, I read a shit ton of this stuff, like a contemporary account of the duel and all that. And both of these men were like famed combatants. They were like pretty well regarded warriors uh, in their own right, which Seems is one like of the, that's the other reason. That like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like that's one of the other reasons why it was so hot because like these people are like, you know, they're big badass warriors of the day in the middle of a hundred year war. So people are like, this is going to be some good fucking sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so like, I, I just thought that stuff was really fascinating and I, like, it didn't, it didn't look good for Matt Damon for, uh, uh, the, the Jean when at the end of his story, cause this is a Rashomon thing, you know, like this is all from his perspective. I'm like, well, I thought Matt Damon's character was a giant dumbass in his version of his story. Oh, boy. So, like, <laughs> he can only get... And, and I was actually surprised that halfway through um, Driver's plot that, like, I'm like, I really... Actually, I really like this guy. I think this is... I, I think this movie is going to be a bunch of bull... Because, like, the the trailer leaned really heavily on Marguerite's uh, statement to her husband about like, you're not doing this for me. You're doing this about your honor. And yeah. I'm like, Oh shit. What if he is risking this? Like, what if he's, what if he is kind of like made up all this shit just to get back at his friend? He seems like a kind of guy who's like, well, fuck it. If there's no honor, then why not? Um, and I was, I was almost sure that, he was that the, they're going to do this like it was going to be uh, an affair because they kind of hinted mm-hmm. that like maybe they were sweet on each other a little bit and 
that there maybe was a consensual sexual encounter before this again from mm. from uh, Adam Driver's perspective but even Adam Driver's perspective like it's a pretty unambiguous rape yeah oh yeah no, uh, nothing changed about my feelings about that event uh over the course of the three stories right and it then, always felt completely and, well, they don't wrong. they don't even they don't even show it from Matt Damon so like I'm like you know, yeah, my, in my right. mind there was an option that like oh they're but well, then, he wasn't in yeah, the room, like, right? Oh, he, he wouldn't know. It's not, right. He yeah. was off riding the war. But I'm like, oh, no, this is like, oh, Adam Driver. No, you raped that woman. And then you get it from her perspective. I'm like, oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, this like is, twice this bad. is bad. Yeah. 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 No, um, they, I thought they did a good uh, job sort of depicting everybody's side of the story as like their side. Right. Because they're all giving each other or gi- giving themselves the most generous qualities. It's like when when Matt Damon John's character. uh is telling the story. He's a very like generous and caring and honorable husband. And like, you know, there's not a complaint in the world from his wife. Yeah. And then when you see it from her perspective, it's like, well, no, actually he's a foolish, stupid, crude, uh, man who is terrible in bed. And yeah, all, all of the things that he thought he was so great at, um, are completely false from her perspective. And then, yeah. you know, you've got, uh, what is it? Jacques? degree Jacques degree yeah who's like painting himself as a romantic and a good friend when that's in conflict with what Matt Damon thought of him um right yeah they, they do a pretty good job differentiating everybody's storyline I just don't know that I needed to see that many stories so I thought the other thing because you mentioned how tedious it was I actually found it very clever how they interleaved everything to where there was not a lot of stuff like very shockingly little of the footage was literally just, you know, like told the exact same thing told from a different point of view. There's obviously some of that stuff, but mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, when you had Matt Damon's character it was always invest, like, and he would go for large portions of time where you wouldn't even think about the uh, degree or Marguerite or any of those characters. And then same thing, Adam driver. It's like, you know, what the fuck, what the fuck was he doing with Ben Affleck up in that castle? And like, you know, what was, yeah. you know, like he's like, oh, you just like him because you suck up to him. And the fuck? No, he was like useful. He made him bank, man. Um, and uh, he's literate that the 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 Duke or the Count like that is because the, the Count is literate. And, I think it was to show a lot uh, of like how Ben Affleck's character, whose name I don't remember from the movie, uh, was kind of pushing him in a direction against uh jean jean de de Carreau. yeah um, i can't i can't pronounce this count's name it's just the count it's count pierre d apostrophe a l e n crazy looking c o n all right sure uh, Dal i don't know i don't know but, but it was showing like he was sort of the impetus for their friendship dying right he was trying to kill it and that was my biggest question what the fuck kind of bug up his ass does Ben Affleck have about Matt Damon, which is hilarious in, in like real world context when you know these guys are friends, but they haven't worked together for a long time. And you see Matt Damon coming in and yeah. pledging his sword like I, I, I pledge my life and I will serve you until my death to write a Ben oh, Affleck speech. It's hilarious. But, but like that, that was the thing, right? He was the wedge that was driving in between these two men. And I don't. I don't understand. I wish they had shed a little more light on why, why he gave a shit about Jean at all. Uh, cause he kept suing him and, and, and anything, the movie, like, cause I, but I read right the, on the con- bat, from the jump. He hated this guy and I don't understand that. Oh, because, because he uh, Jean, him. 
Jean did not hold the bridge that cost them the overall battle. The the oh, fucking Englishman. That was the was, hmm. Yeah, the, the fucking Englishman baited them to leave their post by executing a couple rando villagers, which horrific, sure. So what? But he it lost literally lost the battle, which embarrassed him. Well, it's it it uh, you know the king expects you know, his vassals to fucking do the shit that the king wants you to do, and the king wanted him sure. to to hold that land and not well, lose he's not, to the. He's to not the, a king, right? He's some. He's not. He's the, the count. King. He is. He's directly under the king. So he's like the king's like lieutenant, one of his lieutenants. Gotcha. And he said, so you know, did he get you his ass chewed this- by the king for like not having control of his troops or something? Yeah. Well, he just. Uh, it, 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 I don't. I don't think he ever chewed his ass. I think it's more of like uh, he lost a battle and that just soured him. And then that made Matt because Matt Damon gotcha. thinks he did the right thing. Uh, this this the Jean guy thinks he did the right thing, and okay, well, he's, he's pissed off wrong. and. Then, then there's the the marriage dowry that's got yeah, yeah. you know like that, like I said, to him. and there was a couple other there was like two or three other lawsuits like this Jean uh-huh. guy was known for being a litigious kind of bastard and a, a gadfly. Uh, yeah, uh, I got all that. I didn't realize that the okay, first okay. thing was Matt Damon did that charge and and fucked everything. And it was up a slight battle. thing because like because also like this guy as is was kind of known. And I think they the movie made this up a bit because I as, as far as I can tell in the contemporary accounts like yes this guy was a lawsuit happy but he was fairly well liked and respected hmm. except for by this count who had a personal grudge against him because it went both ways. But like the gotcha. movie also made it like that like he just doesn't like you know that that this count was a big libertine. Uh, and this guy was like, you know, Ned Stark, you know, like, uh, yeah. they just, they just didn't get along because they just had different, like this guy's, he's illiterate. He's not educated. He's dour. He's not funny. You know, he's not fun to have around essentially. And mm-hmm. then he started, then he lost him a battle. Then he started suing his ass over the, I, I essentially frivolous shit, you know? Well, um, yeah, I did not. I don't know. It seemed pretty. It seemed pretty right on to me. Like, yeah, he never owned that land, but he was promised it in the dowry and that. Oh, I understand why he thought he had a case. But in the medieval time where the Lord owns everything and Mm -hmm. you were you were deep in debt to that Lord. And then he wants that parcel to make up for it. And you're like, well, I kind of have this verbal agreement of, you know, marriage hasn't been consummated or anything, but like it's well within that guy's rights to be like, uh, nope. Yoink. Oh, sure. Uh, And then, and that I guy, because at that, that be time, Matt Damon, he wasn't even a knight. Like this guy was just a fucking yeah. squire or whatever the the thing is. That, that, but that, there's so much fascinating stuff. Like, uh, and they just do a really good job of showing what an asshole this Matt, this this Jean guy was. Like when he finally got knighted, mm-hmm. and like everybody's like you know like couldn't you know like cheering because everyone's getting it's a big event you know like you're finally getting made and like uh, you know everyone's still carrying on and like you know excited. And he's about to get knighted, and he's like, "Silence, silence!" And everyone's like, shuts up. It's like, okay, and like he just like harshes the the vibe. And uh-huh. then he's like, that's like also when Adam Driver's trying to congratulate him and use you know his familiarity, like you know we're friends, and we had just made up like a couple months ago. And he's like demands on being called sir, like it's just ah, oh, what a stick up his ass. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I found all the his stick up the ass reasons uh, pretty understandable. Honestly, yeah. no, yeah. I get why I, he was. I didn't. Aside it, from the rape, I didn't feel like anybody was actually a bad guy here. Um, yeah, aside <laughs> from that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, but like in in right. those relationships, I didn't. I didn't feel like anybody was 
really unjustified in their anger, I guess. No, it reminds me like the dude from Big Lebowski. It's like, you're not wrong, Jean. You're just an asshole. And <laughs> sure. that's like a very underrated part of like success in life is kind of being likable and agreeable. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Because you can be as right as you want. But if you go in in front of 100 people to plead your case and 99 of them think you're an asshole, then mm-hmm. you're probably going to get worked by the ju- 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 you know, justice system. But I also thought that was like uh, just elements that it just seems so bizarre because, again, these people like uh, it's interesting. The way they're living is like they're quoting like Latin works and stuff to like what for entertainment the way we would like quote Shakespeare and things. And like it's very modern in some ways. But then you see like how invasive and intrusive like the church is like that scene where. (laughs) <laughs> the priest kissed the altar boy who then kisses Matt Damon. So that Matt Damon kisses his wife to just really reinforce the, that God is at the start of this. And like the altar boys parading around their bed and literally sanctifying the marriage bed. Um, all that stuff I thought was just really interesting. And even before we get to the court where, you know, they have the bench and the bar, but like, it, it's just like, I, I thought that stuff was just crazy how so close it is to modern, but also just so mm. very far away yeah, to the yeah. extent that in this case of a hung jury, you can just be like, well, you know what? I want to kill this guy. And if I can, then that means God's on my side. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very rare case where both these guys were evenly matched. So um, I also, yeah, like the, uh, the, the just little details of the, the costuming. Um, this is a lot of like stuff. I liked uh they really do a good job making Adam driver out to be charming in one scene. He, I think he charms a horse. Like he has a horse fall in love with him. I thought that was a great scene. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I thought it was really interesting. Here's one thing that I, I got some flaws that I've seen in this movie. I don't know if they matter much. Hmm. Unless we're talking about the actual last duel. You praised the battle, but I felt the battles, but I felt like all the battles except for the last one was done in violent shaky cam. Uh huh. Um, and it didn't help that this art house theater was like, again, like I, I think this thing was just like a home projector. Like, I don't even know if it's 4K uh, and its frame rate was not great and it exacerbated all this stuff. But I thought the shaky cam mm-hmm. was inexcusable for some of those battle scenes. Like there's awesome action, but like I can't tell what's going on because the cinematographer is just strapping that thing to a paint shaker. Huh? OK, I, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it felt visceral. It felt like I mm. was in the battle. So, well, that's what they're trying to do with the shaky cam. So I guess it works. I thought like they, yeah. they stopped all that with the duel. And I, I wondered because uh, yeah. I was decrying the shaky cam in some of these battle sequences. But then I wonder if that was a deliberate artistic choice so that when you got to the actual duel, it was much more intimate and cl- closer and personal. Um, and in a of battle like, like that these is guys. way more chaotic, right? It's like shit's yeah. coming at you from every angle. Y- you probably can't even really tell what's going on. You're just fighting the guy in front of you and hoping that yeah. no one comes up behind you with a pole axe or something, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing is like in the Rashomon style is the, you know, like Matt Damon's quick to talk about how I saved his life in the battlefield and he forgot in almost every telling of the story right off the bat, uh, Adam Driver saves his ass before he even crosses the fucking river, you right. know? So it's like, yeah, I, you did save uh, 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 Jacques, but if Jacques hadn't saved you, it would have been all a moot point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. All right, I thought that was a little... Um, the shaky cam was not great. The other thing is the passage of time 
I don't think it matters because this thing all takes place within six years and it really doesn't matter. But like I thought the only way you can tell the passage of time is they have a little card that says like 1388, 1392, 13. And if you're like dyslexic like me and you're just not like taking notes as you're going along, like when they flash another just white number on a black screen, I'm like, the fuck is this like six months from now? Is it six years from now? Are we a decade later? And they don't visibly age or change anyone's appearance during all those times too. So like I felt yeah. completely unstuck in time. It it didn't, I don't think it matters from the flow of the story, but I'm like, well, yeah. if it doesn't matter, why the title cards, you know? Sure. Um, and the other thing is I just, this movie is very beautiful. Like all the shots of like medieval France with like the construction of Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Underway was so fucking cool. Like all those like exterior shots where it's like, this is where the Eiffel tower is going to be. This is where mm-hmm. the Arc de Triomphe is going to be. This is where the lure. And it's just like a fucking hay town, you know, yeah. with like a keep and a cathedral and a couple muddy streets. And that's it. Like, it was really fascinating to see like the early version of this. And I'm sure it was pretty well researched and, and, and exactly what it looked like. Yeah, probably. Uh, things that um, weren't beautiful. Matt Damon's hair in this. Oh boy. He's got a bad hairstyle. Oh, Oof, I mean, across oof. from Adam Driver, who has these gorgeous flowing locks of, of thick black, jet black hair. Uh, and then you got Matt Damon with a medieval mullet. And it's fucking terrible. It's not, it's not, it's just a beard, too. Like, it's like, it's like mm-hmm. a drunk Amish kid went to a barber and said, fuck my shit up, you know? Like, <laughs> like, it's like a punk rock Abraham rum Lincoln. Spring, rum spring a cut? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, give me the rum scissors. <laughs> yeah. Um uh but yeah, I, I thought the uh, the the best of the segments I thought was Marguerite's, which is no surprise because there's a whole bunch of things that yeah. I noticed that weren't in the others like a couple of them ladies in waiting had black eyes because people just fucking smack them around. Oh wow. One of the things I found in my independent research is during the trial, and this is like a matter of course, um, you know, they talk to the lords and ladies and but then there's also like maidservants and, and, and men at arms and like the lowborn people who are also questioned. And you know what they did to every single one of them to make sure they're telling the truth? Tortured the shit out of them. Hmm. Like Marguerite had like two different ladies uh, in waiting, tortured that one. The uh, 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 guy, uh, the, the Jacques best friend tortured the shit out of him to make sure he wasn't telling the truth like just and and it's just all matter of fact like well you know these baseborn people lie like you, you just can't take their word at it you got to torture the shit out of them see if they change your story wow. uh i thought that was fucking wild and then there's like he's like the me too stuff which again i don't know is the most interesting thing about that but it is kind of like if you're not aware of this stuff the fact that mm-hmm. like when they matter factly state it's like well you know this isn't this isn't a crime against the lady. This is a proper, this is a property crime considered, you know, against the husband. And, you know, yeah. the, this is the other thing I found in, in the re- that like, this was a medieval fact of science that they just thought that you couldn't, con- the, the babies couldn't be conceived as a product of rape. That was like prima facie. So I you pronounce that evidence that there was a no rape that occurred. And I thought that stuff was really, I thought that was yeah. just some shit. Some, some Republican guy made up five years ago, but like, that's literally medieval thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, the the final battle scene is one of the best like medieval one v ones I've ever seen. Like super exciting. The stakes mm-hmm. again. His wife is sitting there 
And I didn't know that because I thought they made her a special little platform to kind of keep her. But then I noticed it's like stacked with wood. So they're just like ready to set that thing off as soon as, as she's found guilty. Um, and yeah, and that it's it's fairly accurate because uh, there's a couple minor changes. Uh, so like in this movie, one of the horses got ran through with a lance. And then I forget how uh, Jean uh, unseated Jacques. That went slight, like just down slightly falls. different. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, it's pretty much uh, even with the uh, the uh, Legree getting the the early advantage uh, with the thigh wound and like all of his friends being worried that that was going to be it. Uh, and he was able to fight back and get the and he tried to get him to confess. Yeah. And the guy wouldn't. So he daggered him right in the throat. Um, <sighs> it's good. It's a good. It was a good duel. Good last duel. If you're going to have a last one. This is a good one. Good one. Yeah. To end it on. It's not a bad one to go out on. Um, but yeah, uh, and it's all like that's the other thing is like at the end of that, like how much like personal glory Jean got from this, like the whole like you know this is changed his fortune, made him wealthy. He mm-hmm. got like the king was so pleased by how this all went. He got like an annual grant of like two hundred gold pieces a year. Got a royal award of like five thousand gold pieces. Did he get uh, got the captaincy of properties. Bellum back or whatever it was? I don't his think he did. Because that was the biggest that, dick move is accepting that. That captaincy. was a giant dick move. That was a yeah. giant dick move. And and and, and the real the, the thing that's one thing they changed is uh, that did happen because the count was furious and he did fuck him over, but he didn't give it to Legree. He yeah. gave it to somebody that's else. Just so that was just egregious at that point. <laughs> that was the only thing where I thought Legree's like, you can't do this to your buddy, man. Right. Cause at that point they're still kind of like, you know, and he's like, look, I get it that you're, he's tries like, you know, you, 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 I get that you're on the outs of the count, but like, can you try a little, like they weren't like, like sworn enemies at that point yet. And yeah, like yeah. accepting this guy's dad's <laughs> post has been in this family for generations. Yeah. It's- yeah. For like 60, 70 years, this family's been holding this fort and you're going to take it from him. But apparently right. that was that was uh, a Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck uh, fakery. Gotcha. Um, also, I also saw that like uh, they, they originally conceived this, that they would be the rivals. It would be Matt versus uh, Ben Affleck. I didn't huh. know. I'm not sure why Ben decided to take the lesser role and they brought on Adam Driver. But uh, I think it's a giant improvement. Because I don't think Ben Affleck can play Legree the way Adam Driver does. No, not the way Driver does. Driver's too good. It's amazing how I wouldn't. Um, I it's it's been it's been fascinating to see Adam Driver arise from like this like people like well he's kind of ugly but my God he's got some kind of animal masculinity to just like oh God, I want to get you know I want him like I've seen many women say I want. I want him to throw me through a structural wall or whatever. Sure. To like, he's just a fucking sex symbol. Like people are saying he's unironically good looking and, and you know what? And I'm like, he's a very, he's, he's, um, he's very strong looking, unconventionally like a Uma, Thur- like a male Uma Thurman. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm here for it. Like it's, uh, he is like, uh, when, with the, when he's got his shirt off, he does fucking look like, a. A brick house. I mean, it's he's he's definitely got the animal magnetism to him. Yeah, uh, and he's got his pants off in this. They drag his his naked body away from that field after the last duel, I, which I is not the first time we've seen see... Adam Driver's dick, right? Like girls, I don't I'm think almost we've seen certain his. I know ass. I don't know dick. Like okay. I was wondering if we we're going to see some prosthetic dick, but like they they they, they he had like a loincloth on all those scenes, right? Uh, there's one where they string him up that I think he didn't, but I, I'm not sure. Hmm. 
Do you think that was that was not a real body, right? That wasn't because like it looked like it, him. Adam Driver is the kind of guy who might just say, "Yeah, tie a fucking drag rope to my me. legs and drag me." Fucking yeah, drag I'll, I'll me. I want. It. I want. Yeah. yeah, I want the experience. I want. Yeah, I want the realism. But like, I don't know why I have that impression of him. It might just be his girl's character, where he's like this un unflappable, like fearless actor. Um, right. That might be the only reason I have that impression of him, but it gave me that impression of him. Interesting. I will say that it looked amazing because like I, the, my, my thing is, I think that it was his real body when they were like, you know, like tying his legs together and stripping his body. But like the moment the camera kind of pans up when they start dragging him. And I think they use that camera move to hide a switch to like gotcha. a, a silicone body or something. But no matter how slow corpse. they're dragging you, that would be painful as hell. Yeah. Yeah. You hit. Yeah. Even if that's just like soft dirt or whatever, it's, right. it's not going to feel good. No. Um, but yeah, that uh, it's a it is a it's a fascinating story, um, I thought. And it was just an interesting, like capsule of like what life was like back then and what it was recognizable or not. And again, I got a kick out of the Jamie Lannister versus Ned Stark of it all. Yeah. Um, and though this battle, like it's like, oh, like, isn't it the opposite? Because Ned Stark got like the the leg wound and Jamie Lannister got the, the jump on him and their their duel in season one. And this is uh same thing, except yeah. for nobody called a halt to it. And Ned fought his way back. Mm hmm. Anyway, I, I liked it. It's I, I, I can't fathom why this movie flops so fucking hard. Uh, do you have any theories? No, I mean, the, I don't know. I guess the trailer didn't look very interesting, but it, I, I thought the trailer looked interesting. I thought the trailer looked the second trailer, the actual the teaser uh -huh. trailer. I'm like, I don't know. This kind of looks weird because it's like, you know, very front and center. The punk Abraham Lincoln and the weird hair and all that kind of stuff. But I've heard that um, one of it is this is a movie made for more mature audiences like 45 mm -hmm. up. And that is one of the huge the, the big audiences that haven't, you know, felt comfortable going back to the theater. Like the older you are, the more scared you are of the covid type stuff. Sure. So it's like one of those things where it's like everything still is like vastly underperforming where they would have been pre pandemic. And then this is just, you know, it's going against James Bond, which is also kind of a weirdly skewed True. older demographic. And it just. Yeah. It, you know, it just came out uh, bad timing. Like, I feel like this movie would have done better with the December release. Um, but what are you going to do? Yeah. It is. It is. It looks amazing as well acted. And I thought the story is great. I wonder if it'll make some noise in the Oscars, but we'll see. I don't think I don't think it's going to make any noise on the Baldies. It doesn't sound like so. Uh, not really. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. All right. Well, that's it. That's all I got to say. You got anything else? No, I think I'm good. We have an actual first run movie this week. We're going to see Marvel's Eternals, um, which is not doing hot in the review standpoint. This might be uh, where there's the soft underbelly of Marvel is shown. Um, and that's not, not just like the review bomb dicks on IMDb. Not like this is like professional critics are also kind of like meh. So I'm interested in, in seeing what I think of it. I know Dave Chin is a big fan. I just watched his non-spoiler review last night. Um, and some other people have been stumping for it, but, uh, that's what we're going to do next week, uh, for a first run movie, or no, this week for a first run movie. And then, uh, we also have the next one will be all the way in December 17th, Spider-Man, no way home. And the week after that, we're checking out the matrix resurrections over Christmas. Yeah. So lots of cool pulp coming your way. 
in the first run movies. Hope you enjoy this prestige and we'll see you on the next one. Until then, I'm Aaron and I'm Jim. See ya.